0: Hey buddies, fellow Franco fans, welcome, good morning, good day, good evening, whatever time, whatever place you're listening to this at, I hope you're doing well. Desire uh, host, Jason Rudy from Desperate Visions Productions, Sacramento, California-based filmmaking group, um, 12 films done, 4 films in production, so at 16 right now got another one too that I've uh, got to finish up that'll take us about uh, maybe 17 something like that and then maybe do come more. try to knock out B20 so yeah keep us keep our eyes on us uh Frank, uh, Frank Observer fans because Death Revisions Productions will be releasing some cool new cult film type grindhouse cinema um, in 2021 so that's who I am and uh, you're here obviously, because you're a Just Franco fan and you want to see what we say and hear what we say about film 37, episode 37. I like to call it Three Naked Girls on Robinson's Island. Or, if you're UK, I'll give you all three titles. Here we go. UK theatrical title is Sexy Darlings. I don't really like that title. I don't know. West Germany and France, 1971. The original theatrical title in Country of Origin... Robinson and His Wild Slaves. That's the German title. Robinson und wilden Sklaven. Uh, French title, Three Naked Girls on Robinson's Island. Trois Files. de Robinson. Alternative titles, quite a few. Um, Islands of Forbidden Pleasure, the Italian theatrical one. Uh, we have um, Three Sexy Girls. Island of Naked Women, Robinson Crusoe and his Wild Slaves, Three Depraved Women on an Island, and uh, the French Alternative, Three Naked Girls, Do Everything, Interesting, Unconfirmed Titles, Island of Forbidden Pleasures, uh, and that's it, Production Companies, Telescene Film, from Berlin, Compteur Francois de Film Production, of Paris, 1972, Telescene, Berlin, German Prince, theatrical distributors, uh, Hamburg was pilot film Verlich and Paris Comptour François de film production. Shooting date on this is like August 20th to October 15th, 71, uh, a little bit less than two months, but he was also shooting other films at this time. So this was like a companion film, uh, to the host film. That was the major one. So, uh, France came out in July 25th of 72 played, um, Paris in October 11th, 72, and French visa issued January 11th, 73, played Italy July 73, um, the UK got an X certificate issued August 14th, 73, played Rome October 15th, 74, uh, Germany May 26, 78, theatrical running time, West German copy 81 minutes, that's the one we watched, uh, the France version uh, 85 minutes. The German X-Rated Colt DVD running time 76 minutes in UK is 81 minutes cast. Yuda Barkan plays Robinson Schmidt. Oh, the beautiful Andrea Rao plays Robinson's dream girl. Also, Leslie, Linda, an actress, two roles. She is amazing. If you've ever seen... Uh, was it? Um, oh, gosh. What's that film? Um, Darst Darkness, 1971. Uh, she's the short, pixie-haired, gothic... Um, Elizabeth Bathory's uh, assistant. She's amazing. So many people have copied her look and she's just a dream. She's one of the hottest, beautiful, most beautiful Franco women in all of his films is this, this gal right here. She's just knockout. Um, Ann Liebert is Samantha. She's beautiful as well. There's so many beautiful women. This, Ann Liebert plays Samantha. She's beautiful. Ingbert Steinbeck, of course, plays Pepper. She's awesome. Uh, Herbert Weisbach plays the pharmacist. Linda Hosterger plays Blonde Customer in Pharmacy. Paul Mueller, in a very small part, plays the petroleum company boss. I would say he had like one day shoot, maybe two days. Uh, Max Nosik plays the elderly pharmacy customer. Howard Vernon plays the camera assistant, the man in the porno film, which is footage taken from Virgin Report, and the tribal chief, three roles. Um, Ruth Gassman plays Angelica Schmidt, his wife. Um, uncredited Gustavo Rey plays Count Lazarus. Carl Heinz Machkin plays the Interpol inspector. Irene D'Austria plays Robinson's mother-in-law. She's very funny in this. Uh, Jess Franco plays the film director. And Isidro Novoelis plays the petroleum Company board member. Credits director Jess Franco. Story screenplay Arthur Bronner as Art Bend, German Prince, Screenplay and Technical Script, Kern Globus and Jess Franco, Fridge Prince, Dialogue, Reinhold Bratz, Director of Photography, Gerard Bressard, and Jose Clement, Editor, Hossein Pirit-Bilar, uh, Music, Daniel White, Additional Music, Bruno Nicolai, Executive Producer, Carl Heinz Machkin, Producer-Manager, Carl Heinz Machkin, uh, let's see, Assistant Director, maria Trisa Kandel, I'm uh, sorry, Cardell. Uh, camera operator Alberto Prowse. um French producer Robert de Nessaly, who's who goes on to work with him quite a bit. Uh, between the two Virgin Report shoots, Franco slotted in a lightweight sex comedy called Robinson and His Wild Slaves, which he filmed in Portugal between August 20th, 71, and October 15th, 71. Unremarkable in itself, the film was a harbinger of things to come. It was co-produced by a French outfit called Comptour François de Film Production. I ran from an office on the Champs-Élysées by Robert nitte Um So, yeah, it says basically review. I'm going to kind of give you a little more on this because it's pretty short in this book. Of course, uh, Murderous Passions by Mr. Stephen Thrower. Review Um, The minor sex comedy rambles along agreeably enough for 40 minutes or so, but eventually comes adrift when it reaches the island paradise of its lead character's dream, at which point the story sags and some less-than-enlightened chauvinistic elements predominate. It's no surprise that this was distributed in Great Britain in the 1970s, hence the title, Sexy Darlings, because all the clichés of British sitcom hell are here. The nagging wife, the horrendous mother-in-law, the denigrating boss, and, of course, the hero himself, a bumbling, ineffectual little man trying to live a conventional bourgeois existence, but haunted by libertinal dissatisfaction. In other words, it's as close to an episode of George and Mildred, as Jess Franco ever got. Luckily, a few droplets of Franco-esque humor save it from being insufferable. Among the more bizarre comic scenes is one in which Robinson insists that his wife and mother-in-law have insulted his pet chimpanzee, don't ask, dresses up as a skull-faced ape monster and chases them around the house. Then there's the tense sequence in which a terrified Robinson is goaded by his newly acquired island harem to perform a life-saving appendectomy on a tribal chieftain, despite having no surgical experience. The chieftain is played by Howard Vernon, who gaily waves goodbye to the quiet, sinister dignity of his previous roles by dressing up in a grass skirt, painting his face, and jiggling a magic totem stick at the camera like a crotchety pensioner. Still, dignity be damned, he's clearly having a ball, making the boast of his nonsense-chanting role, and unself consciously entering into the spirit of things. If nothing else, Sexy Darlings demonstrates that Frankel was extremely adept at persuading actors to take part in his most absurd films, purely for the fun of working with him. Many of those who talked about shooting with Franco during the seventies agree that it was the social pleasure of being part of his r- routine that kept them coming back for more, especially on a film like this where there's clearly little in the way of money, professional kudos or creative challenge. Um, cast and crew. Okay. So yeah, we have, um, I talked about you to and, with Eric coming up here and uh, yeah, Andrea Rao, an actress and model best known for his glamorous turn as a lesbian lover of Countess Bathory and Harry Kummel's Extraordinary Daughters of Darkness 1971 plays Linda Robinson's dream girl who turns out to be a jewel thief. Um, and uh, yeah, Connections, you see the film Virgin Report in this film as the porno that they're watching during the uh, party, kind of the like 60s extravagant party where these people dress up and they go to this place to watch a porno, which is pretty silly, but uh, yeah, this is a fun film. Um, it's got a good cast. Um, let's see, you uh, mentioned all that, um, and, you know, all them. Um, let's see, yeah, it, it's it's really odd. It's it's a fun little sex comedy. Um, Eric and I watched it. Like I, I, I talked quite a bit about it in the review coming up. Uh, it's like a kind of a Dirty Threes company. I like to call it. Um, it's beautiful women. My favorite thing is. Of course talking animals so you have the talking monkey tonio and the talking parrot um, cookie and cookie and and tonio have a good conversation back and forth and watching that filled me with great joy and uh made some of my choices that i had written down for my films of talking animals just solidified that so on a personal level that's i definitely enjoyed that um Another thing I enjoy, of course, is Jess Franco, because in this we like to praise and bring back the memory of Jess Franco. We bring his name and films to new eyes and ears um, with this podcast. Um, there's not really a lot to say on this uh, introduction for it, so it's going to be a little bit short because it's a shorter film. We basically go over a lot of the stuff um, in the review coming up. Um, there's not a trailer for this, because like I said, we watched the German kind of dvd of this, um, froze up a little bit toward the end, which was a bummer. I like to have this on video, uh, on Blu-ray, of course, because, uh, part of the Andrea Trow, um, I mean, the Andrea Rao type films, I like to collect her stuff, she's amazing to look at, she's so beautiful in this, and, um, so is all the other girls, Anne, Anne and, and Lee Burton, Engelborg Steinbeck, so, you know, I mean, it's, it's fun, it's got a good energy to it, good, good bounciness, it'd be cool to put on Blu-ray, something cheaper, you know, um, Something Full Moon should put out because they're putting out the Euro Scene. I don't think this is Euro Scene. No, it's not Euro Scene, so it wouldn't be part of this. Um, but it is definitely a, a different outfit and one of the smaller production companies that he worked for. Um, please, you can get a hold of us if you want to at uh, Frank Observer at yahoo.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Frank Observer Podcast. And uh, let's see, got the email down, got the podcast down. Uh, this is a fun little show with myself and Eric who had a good time watching this. Um, what I'm going to try to do for the next episode uh, film 38... Or I'm sorry, film 39, uh, Virgin Among the Living Dead, which that is um, Christine, Princess of Eroticism. That actually is, I would say, my favorite Franco film. If I had to nail one film down, that really hit me hardest. Um... I mean, I really love a lot of this stuff, but if I had to nail one down, it might be this one. So, on this one, I'm going to try to get a third reviewer. Um, my friend and actress in the three of the films I'm doing, uh, Miss Liz Clare, out of Los Angeles, California. I'm going to have her uh, in town, so I'm going to see if I can try to persuade her into being a guest on the Franco Observer podcast. And if so, you'll hear her lovely voice and intellect discuss the film she's not really a franco um it's not that she's not a franco fan she just doesn't she's probably not aware too much of his thing of his output so this would be cool getting somebody like her that hasn't seen a lot of his films to watch this and get her thoughts on that so be on the lookout for that coming up soon after this episode of course because right now we're doing them all in order and i want to try to stick that way like say episode 37 film 37 episode 40 film 40 Etc. Cetera, et cetera, so on and so on. So, I don't know, I, I kind of like keep that streak for a while. And we're going to keep that up until about 53 because uh, film 53 is Other Side of the Mirror, and we've already done that. So episode 53, which is quite a while from now, will be um, a different film. But after that, we're going to get back on track. So that's one detour away. But otherwise, hope everyone is doing well, staying cool, staying warm, staying all that good stuff wherever you're at. Who knows if it's raining, if it's sunny, what is going on. So, alrighty, that's enough of me rambling about those sexy darlings. So, stay tuned and listen to the review portion with Mr. Eric Whitwell and myself having a good old time like we do watching these beautiful films of the maestro, Mr. Jesus, Jess, Franco Manera. Enjoy. Hey, greetings. Welcome once again, fellow Franco fans. It is I, your host, Jason Rudy from Desperate Visions Productions, Sacramento-based filmmaking company that I'm proud to say is now in production, pre-production as we record this on the next four films in the Desperate Visions cycle, including Emmanuel in Sin City, Emmanuel in the Man-Eaters of Midtown, Lady Hyde, and the Tracy Triangle coming in 2021 to your eyes and ears speaking of eyes and ears i saw some pretty nice eyes and ears in this film film 37 episode 37 we watched robinson and his wild slaves and um somebody that knows something about robinson and slaves is my friend eric whitwell how you doing eric
1: (laughs) Doing really good man (laughs) good good really good
0: uh so yeah this was an interesting film um Let's see how I want to do this. Um, I'm going to hit you with some of the titles before I go into the synopsis, and then we'll go on to ask Eric what he thought and do like we do. Um, so, like, this is called... Uh, the version that I have is the German one, and it's uh, Robinson and His Wild Slaves, also known as Robertson und Sein Wilden Slaven. Um, and the French is uh, Three Naked Girls on Robinson Island. Well, Robinson's Island, which is pretty much on the nose... Robinson. Uh, uh, let's see, other titles we have is Island of Forbidden Pleasures um, What else we got? Three Sexy Girls Island of Naked Women uh, Robinson Crusoe and his Wild Slaves again uh, Three Depraved Women on an Island and Three Naked Girls Do Everything. That's nice. Sounds more like porn Depraved? Dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> I like Three Naked Girls Do Everything. Yeah. Which yeah. they did. They actually yeah. did yeah. cooking, and they like went around they and really did other things. Yeah. yeah. There's some cooking, all right. <laughs> uh, he's fishing on Robinson Island. Uh, the Island of Forbidden Pleasures. Okay, so uh, unconfirmed titles. There's also a French-language alternative theatrical called The Island of Forbidden Pleasures. Okay, that's weird. Okay, that's a bunch of shit. Okay, so this is like 1972 Um, synopsis on this. Robinson Schmidt is a chemist who lives a pathetic life of drudgery and marital discord with his shrewish wife Angelica and her battle-axe mother. By night, he conducts private chemical research into a possible anti-pollution agent. During a demonstration of his new compound in front of the board of directors at a major petroleum company he accidentally spills the compound and discovers that it acts as a powerful sedative, knocking everyone out cold. Returning home and deciding that he's had enough of it all, he sedates his wife and mother-in-law and takes to the road. It doesn't say though, with his monkey. Uh, Falling head over heels for Linda, a beautiful actress he sees shooting a film in a park, Robertson poses as a waiter at a party to be near her. Linda and her friend Lucky are trying to steal... Jewels from the party host Count Lazius when the count and his two sidekicks catch them red-handed Robinson intervenes drugs the count and his lackeys and tells Linda he's headed to a remote island to live out his dreams of being a modern day Robinson Caruso she agrees to join him later buying a boat Robinson sets sails and eventually finds a small tropical island there he's befriended by Samantha and Pepper two beautiful women who were recently shipwrecked. Okay. Uh, the three enjoy a menage a trois. Linda arrives too, and after minimal friction with the other girls, she settles in. Soon, Robinson is living the dream, taking it, on, taking it easy on a tropical island and making love with three beautiful women. However, the fantasy begins to turn sour when a belligerent native tribe causes trouble. Things look even less rosy when this wife... His mother-in-law and the head of the petroleum company turn up, looking for him.
1: So, Mister Eric Whitwell, what did
0: you think of this film?
1: Uh, many different emotions. Yeah. Many different emotions. Uh, it started off really funny; like I was digging it, really digging it. Then um, it definitely slowed down. Yeah, it's like they took the they like took about the, invention. the half hour point. I think. Yeah, it's like they took the invention the chemical and got knocked out the sedative. yeah. <laughs> and so like, and then it then it picked back up when Howard Vernon came back in and yeah, just, uh, yeah. And then, it, you know, then it was kind of funny. Then it ended on a really good note. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was, a uh, it started off strong, kind of winging down in the middle and then ended strong. So like, I like, I liked it. I dug it. I thought it was a good movie. There was a lot Fun. of
0: silly comedy in it. Some of it worked. Some of it was generally funny. Some of it did not work. It was just goofy or dumb. Yeah. Um, I'm always a big fan of talking animals in films, <laughs> and I, of course, added that in my upcoming film. So in this film, we have a talking monkey that is quite intelligent. Uh, yeah. Tonio Tonio uh, gives Tonio helps him with the experiments. Tonio knows how to read a map. Tonio knows about philosophy. He coaches Robinson on women, how to deal with women. Yeah. Um, and he is very uh, observant of things. He's very smart man. And he has the voice of Jess Franco.
1: And he's horny as hell. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, look at the, the, He's watching the, the, the guy, guy uh, like have yeah. sex with all these women. He's like, there's no female monkeys around. Yeah, yeah that's they what call I'm saying. He's paradise. very observant. <laughs> he
0: like totally knows his dilemma. And he's
1: there's like, there's no
0: female <laughs> monkeys here and, and stuff. But he's very, very smart. And then you have a talking parrot named Cookie. And Cookie's yeah. very cute. And Cookie says l- less words. And my favorite scene is when uh, Antonio and Cookie have about a five, six-minute conversation. Yes. <laughs> which is pretty funny. And they discuss different things, tropical things, and, and uh, current events of the island and yeah. things. But so,
1: well, the buggy says, you don't know humans. And Cookie says, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's, I think Franco did both the
0: voices because I could definitely know the ape and I think the, the either he had a woman do the parent voice or he was doing his type of type yeah. voice. So um so let's see, before I hit the list, uh the part of the thing now before the list is always the um nudity hot clock I like to call it <laughs> and the hot clock on this was five minutes 21 seconds in the first season first nudity and goddamn, what first nudity it is it was beautiful this film has uh I think she might have just done one film for Frank. I got to look up and see. Um, Andrea Rao, R-A-U. She's um, Linda Robinson's dream girl. Uh, she plays an actress and the dream girl. She was in uh, Daughters of Darkness, the uh, Harry Kummel film from like, uh, which was be probably about a year or two after this. It was like 72, and this was made in 71. So uh, she's like the short-haired pixie goth goddess that a lot of women have emulated her look. And, uh, in this film, you see her first with the wig on under the waterfall, nude, and she's like just the perfect tropical, stunning woman, solid tin. Stunning. Yeah. Beautiful tan lines, just amazing. and Yeah, so you get her and uh, the other girl on the island, Anne Liebert. Samantha is really awesome, and Ingerborg Steinbeck plays Pepper, and she says she's Pepper because she's hot, like yes. the spice. <laughs> And it's good watching this because I think in the original we kind of missed the dialogue of how they got there on the island. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they were shipwrecked earlier, yeah. those two. I
1: was trying to figure out, like, how they, these, like, so westernized women were, like, on this yeah, island. Yeah, totally.
0: Know? Yeah, they didn't act like they, you know. But it's funny. they They lived on the island, and they lived with the natives, but they didn't really run into the natives until later on. So it's like, how could they coexist without, like... Being kidnapped earlier, or whatever, and they were so you know.
1: horny. Like they were such yeah. horny girls. You think they would have like tried to hook up with those guys? Yeah. And, earlier. You and, and, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly.
0: They said like you're the first guy we've seen, but then they already referenced the cannibals later in the. And they, oh yeah, these are guys. Boom, boom, boom. You know, and she like, speaks like,
1: their language. Yeah,
0: so they could have had those twelve <laughs> guys or whatever, but they were all over uh, Robinson. So, um, but yeah, so this uh, give you a few little. Uh, no, actually, no. Let's let's go ahead to the list first. So, okay, um, number one, body of water. Yes, there is yes. body of water in this. Uh, number two, sailboats. Yes, there yes. is. Uh, he actually has a sailboat in this. Boats are very important in this film. Uh, number three, boats, of course, yes. Number four, palm trees. Yes, yes, there's palm trees on the island. Five jungle sound effects. Eric brought this up. There's really not a lot. It's very minimal. It might just be the natural. Yeah. That was there. It's like birds. It's a just few, birds. Yeah, nothing piped up. No, no jungle wolves. No library. Yeah, exactly. No. No jungle wolves. Mm-hmm. Six, Chained Up Person, yes. There wasn't until I thought later on when the girls were tied up to the yes. thing, so cha- tied up, whatever. Um, seven, Dance Scenes on Stage, no. no, But yeah. eight, Club Scenes Dancing, yes. They go to that party, and everybody's dancing. I mean, a yes. lot of people dancing in a, in a, in a party, so yep. they made sure they got that in. Number nine, Jazz Music. Um, I don't think so. This had more like an upbeat score. The title theme isn't jazzy. um, and they have, like, jungle music and more, like, women singing and stuff. I didn't stuff. pick out any real jazz. Yeah, jazz, and, uh, this is a more of a different type of score, a different, yeah. f- which jazz didn't really fit this setting, so I could see them not really. Not
1: that that matters to him. Yeah. <laughs> music fitting the setting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: good, good call. Uh, number 10, excessive zooms. Not excessive, but I did notice he does a lot of zoom outs. He'll start on yeah. close on an animal or something, and then he'll pull back from the shot quite a bit. Out of focus shots, not a lot. Uh, the Girl in the Waterfall, I caught um, a few. Anything no, you really, not really. Not, yeah, no. he was pretty, pretty tight it on It was this.
1: purposeful. Like when he did it, it kind of was like a purposeful thing. Yeah, like know? certain things. But there's her, there was
0: one or two that yeah. we, she came out of focus, but he kind of corrected it quickly. So yeah. it, it wasn't bad. He, he it was getting somebody's. better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By film 36, he, he seems like he's starting to get the hang of it. Uh, okay, so... Um, 12 mirror shots, a few, not a lot. I, I caught maybe two or three, yeah. um, mostly inside the house, of course, and the island that kills that effect. Uh, number 13, mind control theme, yes. Um, the Linda says it when she's getting to steal the th- jewels. She says, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. out of my mind, I couldn't think. I was told this, and she talks about being controlled, and then she couldn't yeah. think for herself. It's very minimal, but it was It was there. Was, it yeah. definitely was there. Uh, 14, magic tongue scenes.
1: Okay, so when they, when Linda shows up onto the island, right, and they're sitting in the hammock, and she says that I love you, and I love you, and he's like, I just want to kiss you right now, right. So they start making out, and she definitely she French kisses him. Okay, I did see her. Right. She, she did tongue kiss. Nothing like no, Linda. No tongues on I, breasts I saw nipples. A tongue. That's basically. Yeah. I just saw okay. a tongue. They were that's, French kissing. Yeah. Like that's what I saw. Maybe our listeners in France can tell us what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> But instead of a magic tongue on this, we had
0: um, magic um, jumping butt cheeks from the mother-in-law toward the end. shot. all the the
1: women to sexualize the mother-in-law. And that's what I thought. I was like,
0: (laughs) I think that's the mother-in-law's pants when they showed the close-up of the butt cheeks flexing.
1: They go right, left, right, left, right, left. Okay. It's kind of hot. There's some
0: dumb stuff in this movie. (laughs) The more I think about it, I kind of like it more. So I just yeah, just the stupid shitty in just to be fun. I mean, it's fun. It's a good time. Um, okay, I mean, oh, that's hilarious. Some it. parts are just hilarious oh, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So number fifteen, red light. No, no. I didn't see any red lights. No. Red Sox. No. Red light. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday we had Red Sox on. A 16 sheepskin rug, yes. I caught a sheepskin yeah. rug that I was like, sheepskin rug. Amazing. But no masturbation, of course, with a sea item. And they could have had a coconut in this film if they would have masturbated oh, with that it. would
1: have been an amazing scene. Yeah, exactly. I would love to have seen Linda do that. And <laughs> the sea, I wouldn't want to use it for chimp. That'd be kind of gross.
0: I would I would just stick with the coconut, you know. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me thinking about that. <laughs> I just had a visual. No, that's not good. <laughs> Uh, Number 17, mad scientist, yes. Yes. He's a mad scientist. Not an evil mad scientist, but he's a good mad scientist because he creates potions, and his potions are magical, including a uh, potion you can put in a squirt gun, squirt people, and it knocks them out. Yeah. Um, He has lots of test tubes. He has his assistant, Antonio, the monkey that helps him. Uh, A lot of colored um, liquid with uh, dry ice and a lot of beakers and that, so definitely... 18, fish tank shots, no fish tanks no. in this. Number 19, talking parrot. God damn yes, it. Man. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> talking parrot, talking monkey for sure. Uh, number 20, in credits, yes or no, yes. At the end, yeah. Uh, number 21, handwritten notes, yes. Yes. Eric caught it. There was handwritten notes on the cards that he was buying. It was 5000 then $500, then $5, $5. Yeah, yeah, for the old jalopy, which would be worth quite a bit today. And number 22, spiral staircase shots, none yeah. in this. Yeah, he, he took a detour on, this, on that one and on this. Um, so, yeah, this one, uh, like I said, again, 521's first nudity. Uh, my favorite thing was him talking and laughing monkey assistant, Tonio. Um, he's basically a chemist. So he's basically this chemist, and he uh, works at a pharmacy, and he's always daydreaming and, and dreaming at work about being Robinson Crusoe and his dream girl, which is Linda. Linda. Yeah, and so we're always seeing shots of her nude in the waterfall and that. And and his work, his boss is always catching him sleeping and yelling at him and stuff. So he has to go home to his wife. And as soon as he gets home, every movie he makes. You take off your shoes and you get in. Don't put your feet up there. Don't do that. Hang up your jacket. It's not going to be hung up by itself. Either that. Don't have kids. And the mother-in-law is jumping in. Give me again. a kiss. Give yeah. mother-in-law a kiss. Yeah, kiss mother and that's and that. What are you doing? And and you need to make more money next week. And then the food. just One after another, you're just like, yeah. oh, my God. So you see why he has to get away. Uh, a funny scene later is when he goes through his pills with the monkey and he's dealing stuff. He goes back to work again. And I already knew how the joke was going to go. And it turned out the way I thought. We have an old guy come in. Uh, and a young woman at the counter and he falls asleep and they wake up. Come on, come on, come on. You're supposed to get our order. And he wakes up and he has a bottle of pills for thinning hair to the old man and a bottle, a, a bottle of pills for uh, increasing your bus size to the woman. And of course he switches labels and gives them the wrong pills. So when they come back, the old man has big boobs and the tall woman has a bearded face. Yes, pretty funny. <laughs> funny joke and after that he decides to leave his job or whatever and that's when he goes off to the island and does his thing and, and all that so
1: yeah it's it's really funny like the whole beginning part like, uh so he's talking to a woman and he's trying to measure out her pills and oh yeah and he's like trying to like but he can't stop staring at her breasts yeah. and like so all of a sudden he like oh and drops the pills like right into her cleavage, top, yeah. right under her cleavage. so he's like oh here let me help you get those out and he's like Reaching his hand down her shirt, that's yeah, when that his boss comes him. walking in, and yeah, total British like
0: carry yeah. on movies like that seventy. Yeah, so see why it played in Britain because yeah. it has that total British comedy stuff of that, you know.
1: And, and I love like so. Then like when he goes home, it's, it's just, he drives a little moped that you like. Yeah, 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 that, yeah that was yeah. sick. That was sick. But um, it was funny to me that he walks into his apartment right where they're all nagging and all that stuff. Right, but it's like his Kim chem- his laboratory is just like in the spare room. Yeah. It's like it's like this elaborate laboratory just in a, a side room. Yeah. You know, with a monkey. That's like trying to drink everything and trying to smell yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah he's
0: fuck with all the beakers. I was and like, wow, it was like this. But through the monkeys malfunctioning of what he was doing, he found out oh, yeah. the two chemicals that you're supposed to put together to create this you yeah. know, agent. Because he's trying to come up with a solution that used this chemical instead of gasoline. But of course he instead of coming up with that, he creates a um, sedative like a, almost like a steam where it's wig out colored smoke and everybody else gets knocked out except him so he's trying to figure out why he is the one that doesn't get knocked out you know yeah
1: right. but it's funny like he has a spare room for his uh, for his laboratory but then the mother in law sleeps in the same bedroom as them yeah and he, <laughs> and he has sex with his wife uh,
0: every quarter or no three times a quarter so I think a quarter would be f- every four months you know or every three months So yeah. he's sex with his wife once a month in the same room as his mother in law yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's surprising too because it's a, like the way she nags him and stuff like that. I can't even see him like having sex at all. Like yeah. I mean like I And she has imagine. cold
0: cream on her face yeah. and the mother in law is like in the same or either in the same bed or in the bed on the opposite side of the room. They don't show it, but you see her like in another you know yeah. laying on her stomach.
1: Yeah, it just cracked me up. Man. Yeah, I know that's <laughs> funny.
0: And then uh so he decides like he was saying to uh he meets a girl and other stuff, so then he goes off on the island and uh that's that's kinda of where it's, he comes in and then Everything gets established, and then it does slow down at that part where he's on the island and all the adventures he has with the two women. And uh, it's funny because in the film he comes, from, he's a guy that, like I said, only has sex once a month to having sex multiple times a day with these two women. Yeah. And then when the third woman comes by, then he just can't do anymore. He just having sex with all three. And finally, toward the end, you realize that they each have a secret to tell him. Hey, I got a secret to tell you. Guess what? I'm pregnant, and all three women are pregnant. So they all have his baby, and now he's stuck with three wives, with three kids, and his wife, and his mother-in-law, and the tribe on Robinson's Island. Yes. So, yeah, it's funny. It's it's very slapstick. Like I was telling Eric, we were talking, he's like, when it was over, Eric said, I don't know what to think about this film, if I like it or don't like it or what. And I was like trying to like put it in perspective, and I said, well, it's almost like an Adam Sandler movie, or it's almost like a bad, like, say, B-level 80s like. Um, hard bodies or like fraternity vacation. It's not Animal House or that, but it's like the next two or three levels down. It's it's got a lot of funny stuff. Like Eric was saying, there's nudity to it. Uh, three beautiful women that show their bodies all the time, especially um, um, Andrea Rao, who's just goddamn stunning. It one of the, I mean, she she could walk side by side with Soldod and, yeah. and you know everybody oh, yeah. else. You know, oh easy, easy. Martinez. She's she's got amazing in this so. Um, But, yeah, so it's pretty funny. But it's cool because he shot this um, between the two uh, Virgin Report shoots, uh, the footage of the – because he shot Virgin Report where he shot the first little bit and then he shot a second bit like a month or two later. So he shot this between those two segments or between the two filming of the Virgin Reports um, in Portugal between uh, August 20th, 71, and October 15th, 71. So, during that two months. So, in those two months, he shot Virgin Report, and then in between that, he filmed this in that section. Um, It says, Unremarkable in itself, the film was a harbinger of things to come. It was co-produced by a French outfit called Comptour François. The film production run by an office on the Champs-Élysées by Robert D. Nessel. So, yeah, Robert D. Nessel works with him quite a bit later on. Um, Franco, okay, let's see. So, basically... uh, going kind to of give you a few little notes. There's nothing too much because I'll hit this in the beginning quite a bit. But um, it talks about uh, that uh, his message in this is quite another thing. Um, the relentless cruelty, however, disperses with psychological acuity and ac- and allows wish fulfillment to run roughshod over characterization. Robertson's truest wife agrees to live on the island as a member of his tribal family, her aversion to sex and her relentless nagging, apparently neutralized by her husband's newfound assertiveness. Even the horrendous mother-in-law is seduced by Howard Vernon's (laughs) samba-dancing tribal chief. The message? Put your dreams into reality and assert dominance over your wife. Then you'll receive the respect you've been denied in your loveless marriage. As we never learn what dreams the wife might have, we're left to assume that all she ever wanted was to be defined by her husband's desires, making the tissue-thin piece of nonsense one of Franco's least progressive films. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the modern thinking of some of the stuff, which if you look at that frame, definitely that's very yeah. true. Um, Franco on screen. A great little cameo for Franco here as a bad-tempered movie director shooting a scene in which the gorgeous Andrea Rao is slapped around on set by her quote-unquote lover. Howard Vernon, in addition to his role as a tribal chief, stands alongside the movie camera in this scene, which gives us a glimpse of his role as stills photographer Mario Lippert on mini Franco production. Yeah, so that's a new thing I just learned. I'll have to go through now and look and see if you watch the films. If there's a still photographer billed as Mario Lippert, that would be Howard Vernon. That's cool. Another thing he did, that's he cool. must have been a really cool photographer. Uh, I suppose if we want to send a clouds scathing across the sunny vistas of sunny darlings we could point out that robinson rescues his dream girl linda from her job as an actress which involves being yelled at by a jumped up movie director and slapped by a vain know-nothing actor and spirits her off to his fantasy island where she's safe in a paradise world of coconuts chimpanzees and free love with the film being made exactly a year after the death of soldad miranda how likely is it that such a notion sprang from Franco's unconsciousness on the wings of sadness and guilt? Miranda was on her way to sign a new film contract with Franco and Arthur Broder when her car crashed. So yeah, that's something to kind of think about, which is interesting. Wow. I it's always, it the the, uh, yeah, always the, yeah, always the specter of a sold odd um, So yeah, the guy in this, uh, Yuda Barkin, um, he uh, it says, with the sole exception of Sexy Darlings, this film, he spent his acting career working in Israel either for a director-turned-mogul uh, Mayim Golan and or uh, director Bose-Davidson um, 74. He moved into director's chair in 1980s, uh, becoming Israel's answer to Alan Funt and Bob Bakowitz with 2 kid kid-to-camera-inspired comedies, which oh, fits awesome. with this. you yeah. know. His crowning glory is Kampur Nayal 1985, about a Russian immigrant recruited into the Israeli armed forces whose violent... Gastric reaction to army food is put to heroic use, diffusing landmines. Oh, that's hilarious. Must fart on landmines oh, that's below. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, look that oh, up. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Um, Andrea Rao, an actress and model, best known for her glamorous turn as the lesbian lover of Countess Bathroy in Harry Kummel's Extraordinary Daughters of Darkness, 1971. Okay, I was off by here. Uh, plays Linda, Robinson's dream girl, who turns out to be a jewel thief. Uh, producer Carl Heinz-Matchkin has a small speaking role as an Interpol agent helping Angelica trace her missing husband. Uh, music. The flippant Tropical Music, M-U-Z-A-K, score. Galloping through the film is an uncharacteristically trying experience from Daniel White, who's evidently been instructed to keep the mood as cloyingly sweet as possible. Yeah, it's very sweet, this music. Like, la, 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 you know. Um, <laughs> locations. Uh, the chemist's shop where Robinson works... Is still in business today, although looking all absolutely identical, at Simonplatz 3, Hamburg. That's cool. Uh, elsewhere, we see a brief glimpse of La Torre de Cabo Rong, 50 miles south of Alicante. This converted watchtower was the home of the Red Lips duo and Status Erotica and Kiss Me Monster. Uh, most of the rest of the film was shot on location, in Portugal, uh, probably the gardens at Sintra. Although there is at least one traveling shot taken aboard the Fisherman's Marina and Lopaganine, Spain, after Robinson buys the clapped-out automobile. Uh, the, shot, the shot is part of a longer take which could be seen in its entirety in A Virgin While the Living Dead. That's cool. That was the film after this where it forms the opening credit sequence. Fucking awesome. i didn't. well I'll have to watch that again now. So yeah, that's cool. So that's when he takes that boat out. Uh, perhaps the funniest gag in the film comes at the end when a shot reveals that the cast, who are supposed to be on a tropical island, are actually perched on what looks suspiciously like a horticulture water feature in the middle of a public park okay, yeah. that was the shot that yeah. was. which begs the question did Robson ever really leave the modern world or is he just a delusional mental case who's been camping out in a, mun- in a, a municipal duck island for the past few weeks
1: That's with uh, right? hot women having sex yeah yeah their ship.
0: yeah I don't yeah I- <laughs> <laughs> exactly everybody's in that thing yeah i don't think that could work that in that, in that telling that that you say yeah. he's by himself i can maybe think it's yeah. all but with, yeah that's just especially having the hump in the air yeah exactly and he has kids that he's made out of humping air Mom, Dad, what's he doing yeah but i mean but he has three kids like at the end of the movie so you know
1: like it had to be real you know oh, dude that was so funny yeah that was, funny. that was so funny because like when the the mother and the daughter like you know his wife and his mother-in-law show up on the island and they're trying to get him and right. he gets the tribe to come after with him Paul and, Mueller yeah yeah and all of a sudden like now everyone's getting along and the the island women are now kind of going towards the tribal guys in my yeah. mind I'm just thinking but, but you're all pregnant with, with his babies right <laughs> like, you're pregnant right now like right. you guys are not so, going after these other guys but yeah I know that's, <laughs> yeah, that's kind
0: of weird um, let's see UK release Robinson uh, played British Six and was as sexy darlings, after cuts to the 81-minute version, submitted, uh, X certificate was granted on August 14, 73, Upon which the film scored bookings at Classic Victoria, London, and the Birmingham Jossie during 74. Okay, uh, connections. The glimpses that we get to see the glimpses that we get to see of the sex film. Linda and her friends watch at the. Porno party are taking from the Middle Ages segment of Franco's Virgin Report, yeah. shot two months earlier in June seventy one, making this the only case of two Franco films that cannot possibly exist in the same fictional universe. Yeah, because they're watching something else. Yeah. Um, and let's see, problematica. The following actors listed in various sources do not in fact appear: Ricardo Vasquez, Vincent Roca, and Fernando Bilbao. As of 2014, the IMDb incorrectly adds Franco's wife, Nicole Gutard, as the script girl in the on-screen film crew and also lists the following unconfirmed cast members, Barbara Nielsen as customer in pharmacy. So that's nothing too important. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, so um, I don't know. I mean, this is like a total flippant sex comedy. Yeah. It's easy to watch. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It's not one of his best, um, but uh, I don't know if you like the Carry On films or if you like, you know, kind of the seventies goofy sex comedies. It's, it's, it's fun. It's yeah, almost it's, like it's, a Dirty Threes Company or something. You know, is what I would compare it to.
1: There is one thing, though. I got one point out too that, that I really appreciate and like what Franco has been doing lately is the weird sound effects for oh, different yeah, good call, good for call. different like the futuristic sound effects. Yeah, for. Things that are not futuristic, yeah.
0: Like like his in his lab, he has this uh the engine that he pours the uh solution into to try to get it working or whatever. It has like a almost like a spaceship
1: sounding. Yeah, so it
0: was Yeah, Bizarre, you
1: know. It's just like this little thing is just spinning. It's like <laughs> yeah. It's just like that would make that sound It'd be like a <laughs> or something. Not so, yeah. you know. Yeah, like the jalopy and the. Because he's trying to take the uh, he's trying to take pollution out of gasoline, so yeah. that way when cars run, there's no pollution. Right. And um, instead, he just makes a powerful sedative that knocks people out. Yeah, and it's
0: funny because you had this, you had the chemist, and then the last film version of Port only really count, but the Doctor Mabuse was about a mad scientist or a chemist. Yeah. And we had uh, she killed an ecstasy is about a chemist, her husband, <laughs> and, and you had uh, not really. Uh, Vidra Soho or X 12 didn't have as much. But those yeah. those three definitely you start seeing. That's funny. Has, in, so my um,
1: control, the chemist the mind control. Also the uh, jewel thief. The jewel, thie- yeah, that's yeah, what the jewel thief. Out. Yeah, the jewel thief. Another thing,
0: there's always a, one of the side plots is jewel thievery. In this one, they were trying to steal jewels from that party and, of course, got caught. And it's so funny cause some of the reasons that they use, they get set up for story devices later. Like uh, when Linda shows up at the island. He goes, oh, how would you get here? She says, well... I traded the jewels back to the guy, and he let me use this boat. And then I came to the boat here to drop me off. It's like all yeah. this shit that's just so stupid. You know, you just talk about it, and it's, you know, but well, it connects, I guess.
1: Well, it's like he, he sees. Okay, the only two times he saw her was when he crashed her film film scene, right? And he gets taken away. Uh, the second time he saw her is when he breaks into the party and he acts as if he's a waiter, right? And catches her trying to steal the jewels, right? Which he encourages her "Oh no, no, just return the jewels and come join me on my island. Come right. join me on my island." She she's like, okay, well, where's your island? And he tells her, and then he leaves. And then she shows up on the island, and they're sitting in the hammock, and she's like, I love you. And he's like, I love you, too. And right. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like, Yeah, plus he just tells her where the island's at, and she
0: finds it without no maps. She says, yeah, it took me a while, and it was kind of hard to find, but I found it. And he's yeah. like, really? How do you, that's you're fucking amazing island that nobody else knows about no. that's like hidden that he found in the special yeah. map and she just happened to find it you know
1: there's castaways on it yeah, yeah you know there's shipwrecked people and uh, tribes and...
0: and this is after gilligan's island too but this is yeah instead of gilligan's island it's like Robinson's yeah. island you know dude howard Vernor, marianne, yeah marianne and ginger were the two girls oh yeah he's gilligan and he's gilligan and then, uh, a skipper, I don't know if it'd be Skipper. Well, Skipper could be Paul Mueller.
1: No, no. But, uh, <laughs> but no, how reverted, too. He looks like on Gilligan's Island when they would have tribal people. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. almost kind of looks like Yeah, them. yeah, the funny eyes
0: yeah. and that. Yeah, that's why you think about that. And maybe it's like <laughs> his version of Gilligan's Island. I want to Frank will, like, watch Gilligan's Island. Well, because Frank always wanted to do Robinson's Crusoe. I know he liked that story and stuff. So, yeah. And that's what Island Island's based on as well. But I'm, I'm curious if, if Gilgan's Island had some kind of a fleeting thing he might have heard about or saw about it. and just through a couple of things, because now we're talking about it. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, it's yeah, making it sense. That. that was Colin yeah, it's funny.
1: And if you think about it, if Franco... The movie star. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. yeah, true, oh, Yeah, there's the yeah, yeah. a movie star. Yeah, the yeah. movie star character. Well, it's because, it, I mean, if you think about it, um, if Franco actually directed Gilligan's Island, there would be a hell of a lot more nudity. Oh, yeah. There would be a lot of nudity. Ginger and, man, would be nude. And Robinson Schmidt is a professor. Yeah, yeah that is. Oh, it, right, yeah, right, right. more. And the professor was kind of the guy that the girls kind of gravitated to. Also. Right.
0: Yeah. So it's almost like if you had the professor and Gilligan merged as one character. Yeah. And then you had the movie star, and then uh, two other girls besides that. You know. But yeah, I like, put there's a couple flaws in there, but you know, but yeah, there's there's uh, some interesting concepts there. Yeah,
1: he was humping a lot, dude, on yeah. that island. He was humping. Oh, I know. He talked about like and how he lost
0: certain weights every day. Like yeah. On that, down another. 12 ounces or yeah, lost another kilo last yeah, night. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh
1: yeah, dude. He's like trying to sneak off at one point. And the girl grabs him, pulls him yeah, back. It, yeah,
0: that's funny too. Thank you for bringing that. Like, because he comes in wearing jeans, and then halfway through, he decides to cut his jeans off halfway, and then he has these like funky Daisy Duke like jean shorts where he could just kept his pants in case like you're going through the stickers because he runs barefoot a yeah. lot through this film. Yes. When he first gets to the island, and the women's find him. He starts running because they're chasing him and shit. Yeah. You know. And uh, yeah, which is funny, but. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's another film, The Franco Cycle. Uh, it's got Howard Vernon in it. Uh, Howard Vernon's funny in this. Howard, Howard Vernon's good. He's goofy in this. He plays a couple roles. He looks like he's having a good time. Um, Paul Miller's in it for way too short for me. Um, but, you know, Franco's in it for a bit. You get uh, Andrea Rao looking amazing. Uh, Anne Liebert and uh, Ingrid Steinbach, or Ingborg Steinbach, great in this. Um, the mother's funny. Um... I don't know. It's funny. It's 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 goofy, but, you know, that's probably all I can really say about it, I guess. Yeah, it was a fun... Like I said, like it's, yeah. it was a fun
1: movie. Um, I'm not mad that I watched it. I'm not like, oh, why did I, no. I just waste that time, you know? I'm not clamoring for a
0: Blu-ray of this, but, you know, I wouldn't mind getting a nice DVD of at least of it coming yeah. out because I got a uh, uh, copy of a German one that kind of froze up there a little bit toward the end. It's about an hour, four minutes in, so... But uh, the rest is smooth sailing. Uh, <laughs> after this, so... We should be good. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the next film is uh, Christine, Princess of Eroticism, also known as Virgin Among Living Dead. And that, I'll probably have to say, is my favorite Franco film. So I'm looking forward yeah, to excited. that one coming up. But uh, yeah, but that's another day. So uh, so in closing, let me say you can find us at FrancoObserver at Yahoo.com. If you want to write us, uh, ask us any questions, suggest episodes, any thoughts you have, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Franco Observer Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Franco Observer Podcast page. We update that quite a few times a week with uh, updates on every Wednesday's episode's releasing, what the episode is, and also different Blu-rays and different things that I buy throughout the week that are cult film-related as well. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, that's about it, I think, huh? Oh, please, if you, if, you,
1: if you listen to oh, us on any any site or please uh, if you can give us a five-star review that would be amazing you know that would that would just we'd really appreciate it uh subscribe download too yeah please subscribe please give us a little rating you know say some kind words to us that'd be amazing yeah um this is
0: is a weekly thing we're doing doing it for love of franco and and all that stuff so this is, not, I'm not making a cent on this. In fact, it's costing me money to do this, but I'm doing it for Franco's memory and to help myself as well, do art and keep a daily or keep a weekly schedule. So that's yeah,
1: always it's, fun. Yeah, it's just cool to connect with other Franco fans. You know, oh, yeah, it's yeah. just really cool to connect because you know, he was a very special guy. Yeah,
0: know? totally, totally. He was a very, <clears throat> very amazing filmmaker. And through my own research and watching his films, it's made me... Into a different kind of filmmaker as well, so <clears throat> I, I definitely owe a debt of gratitude to him and his work as well. So, yeah. So I think that's yeah,
1: it. yeah. And he's provided uh, the images for a few great dreams I've had. Yeah, and he's <laughs> uh, provided quite
0: a few names that Eric wrote down. I, I don't think any other films Eric's written down as many different actresses' names to research later. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: I just want to look at their IMDb. Punch.
0: Yeah. What's her name again? <laughs> How do you spell that? Yeah. Let's see. Here's the book right here. Here,
1: actually, I'll, I'll buy you volume one for yourself. Right? You can look them all up. <laughs> That's funny. You can give a man a fish. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And or you can give a man a talking monkey and a talking bird, and he'd be happy. And also two women. Yeah, this is so funny. There's one scene I'll leave in closing that. There's a shot of him uh, laying there afterwards with three beautiful naked women next to him, and then a monkey just hanging out. I was like, that's fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. And with that,
1: beautiful nights for you. All right, beautiful <laughs> nights. All right.